Welcome to the Montgomery Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to grow deeper in your faith. If you'd like to learn more about MCC, you can visit our website at mcc.church. Have you ever been lost? You may have taken a wrong turn and got off trail and soon night falls and you don't have any light to help guide you. Let's face it, on any given day, we encounter more darkness than we do truth. But God is whispering to us all the time, telling us which way to go, but sometimes the, the outside or the internal voices, they fill our heads. But God does more than just whisper to us. He gives us light. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God loves us so much, he provides a way. His word, only his word is our lamplight. Won't you follow? Well, good morning. There we go. <laughs> Today we're excited to continue our series called Lamplight. Now as we've been learning, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The lamp provides that light to help us take our next step and it teaches us how to take the next step. Now today, as we look at 2 Corinthians verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 9, which is our verse we're going to study today, we'll talk about how God's word is just as powerful to light our path, even we're in the middle of challenges, even when we're struggling, and even when we're in pain. Now, this verse is often used as a way of reminding us of the power of Jesus during those dark times. So let's take a look at the verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. So let's start by talking about that weakness. Now, who here has thought that their weakness is something great? Yet yeah, nobody raised your hand. Big surprise. Not many of us think about our weaknesses in that way. I mean, woohoo, I talk too much. Oh, isn't it great? I'm so opinionated. Oh, it's wonderful. I can't go more than 20 feet without getting exhausted. Yeah, we don't brag about our weaknesses that way. We don't celebrate that I'm weak, thank goodness, woohoo. Now the world even looks down on weakness. You're not even supposed to admit what you're weak in. Only the strong survive, right? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I am woman, hear me roar, right? Remember that? Weakness, it's not looked at as powerful by the world's standards. Keep your flaws hidden. Hide your failures 
and fix it yourself. And the world says, it is a bad thing to be weak. But God says, it's not a bad thing to be weak because my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, whose power? God's power. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. It's okay to be weak because we get strength through God. Now let's go back a little bit and let's talk about what led up to this verse that we're studying today. Because yes, the power of Jesus is an important part of this verse, but there's more to it. And when we read what comes before a verse and what comes after a verse, we get so much more from it. It's that context that we're learning about in this series. We learn the true meaning of a verse when we look at the entire passage, not necessarily what we want it to mean or what we wish it would mean. So let's go back and let's read the entire passage and then we can break it down a little bit more. We're gonna start at the end of verse seven and read all the way to verse 10. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will more gladly boast about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's a lot going on in this passage. But it's not all just about being weak and then getting power from Jesus. I mean, that's part of it. But that's not all of it. Let's look back at verse seven. It says, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Now this is the apostle Paul talking, who says he was given this thorn in his flesh. And there's really much debate on what this thorn actually was. Was it something physical that tormented him? Or was he speaking figuratively from a temptation or a troubling situation? And even people that think it was a real physical issue that tormented Paul disagree on what that physical ailment actually was. I mean, some say it was an actual thorn sticking in his side. And other people think it, maybe it was an issue with his eyes because several times in Galatians, Paul makes some comments about having trouble with his eyes. And some think Paul had a medical condition like epilepsy that caused him to tremor because he talks a lot about trembling in other verses if you take those literal. Now some say it was a demon that was torturing him since Paul says I was given the thorn from a messenger of Satan. 
But here's the thing. Whether it was a physical issue or not, the, think about the image that Paul is using. A thorn, a stake stuck in your side, unable to be removed, causing tremendous pain. Whatever it actually was, the image that Paul is trying to portray is one of agony. Now, Scripture never elaborates on exactly what that thorn was, but the reason it's so vague is that it's not the thorn itself that we should be focusing on. It's not the problem itself that we need to look at. It's not the pain that we're in or the trouble we're in, but it's that God's power is made strong through that. It is God that gives us the strength to move forward in any situation, regardless of what it is. It is God that defeats evil. And it's God that gives us strength and shines through when we are suffering. And so there's three points I believe this passage teaches us. And that brings us to the first point. When we are weak, God's power is made strong. So no matter what the thorn is for us, when it causes us to become weak, then we need to lean into God for his power, his strength to get us through, and not our own. Because we can take that thorn and we can substitute anything that's challenging us right now. We can put our own struggles in place of that thorn, our own challenges. When Paul says, I was given a thorn in my flesh, we can say, I was given cancer. I was given financial issues. I was given a mean boss. I was given this issue or that issue. I am ready to give up and throw in the towel. I can't handle it. But that is when God's power is made strong and becomes the focus. Because when we are unable to handle anything on our own, God will be our strength. Because if we were strong all the time and could handle all our problems on our own, we wouldn't need God, would we? When we recognize that we have limitations, we will not rely on simply our own strength. And when we admit that we are weak, that means we are affirming the strength of God. If we believe that we are strong enough to handle what comes our way, God will feel distant. If you're in the middle of pain and you're wondering, where is God in all this? Have you admitted that you need him? Because that might be what God's waiting for. To us, for us to acknowledge that we need him. And, and when we do admit that we need him, we will realize that he is there and he's been there the whole time. But sometimes, sometimes in that pain, 
when we do cry out to God, we'll beg him to help us. I mean, Paul said, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. And sometimes we expect God to fix our problem exactly the way we want. We even tell God how he's supposed to fix our problem, as if God needs our advice. <laughs> now, in the Old Testament, we read about Elijah. Now, Elijah, he served God well. And he did a lot of great things for the Lord. I mean, he took care of a widow. He defeated Baal's prophets. He prayed for rain when there was a drought. He prayed often to God. But when Jezebel came along and threatened the life of Elijah, Elijah was terrified. And rather than lean into God for strength, Elijah decided that he just couldn't face what was to come, and he told God what God needed to do to fix his problem. 1 Kings 19 says, Elijah came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. But that wasn't what happened. Instead, God provide Elijah food food that would strengthen him to face what was to come. Elijah looked around, and there by his head was some baked bread over hot coals and a jar of water. So he got up, he ate, he drank, and strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. God knew what Elijah needed to get through that challenge, even when Elijah didn't know himself. And it wasn't just to fix the situation and give Elijah what he was asking for. Instead, God gave Elijah food to strengthen him. It doesn't matter why we are upset, why we are scared and why we are defeated. That thorn is different for every one of us, but the solution is the same. We turn to God and we let him decide what's best for us. We trust God with the answer to our problems, no matter what that answer is. But for many of us, we're just not going to be satisfied until God takes our pain away. That that's the only thing that we want from God is to just take the pain away. Now, C.S. Lewis was once a dedicated atheist and he became a Christian. And he once said, the problem with pain is that it is atheism's most potent weapon against the Christian faith. A God that allows suffering doesn't really make sense to those that don't understand God. They'll say it does no good to believe in God if you continue to suffer, if you continue to be in pain, if he doesn't remove the source of that pain. 
but, but let's, let's unpack that thought for a minute. If God were to remove our suffering every time we asked, in the exact way that we asked, we would love him only for removing our pain, only for taking that burden away. Our, our love for God would solely depend on getting relief from pain. And God will not always remove that pain, even when we beg him. Sometimes we, we never get relief from pain, and that's a, that's a hard thing to process. But God wants us to remember that his grace is sufficient. His power is perfect in our weakness and in our pain. So the question is, is God's grace sufficient for you? Can you be satisfied with just God's grace? And here's something else that God wants us to remember. When we feel alone in our pain and in our suffering, when we think that nobody else could possibly understand what we are going through, we need to remember that Jesus can because Jesus experienced incredible pain and suffering. Jesus understands that pain because he personally experienced pain, starvation, grief, betrayal. And Jesus even cried out to God, asking God to remove it. My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. But here's how Jesus followed that up. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus knew that God knew best, that God's grace was sufficient, that the power that was coming when God allowed Jesus to go to that cross was greater than anything we could have ever imagined. Jesus knows your pain, your sufferings, are his sufferings. Your sorrow is his sorrow. And when you make that choice to go running into his waiting arms, you'll experience a peace beyond all understanding, despite your suffering. You'll find strength that you never thought you had because suffering will never have the last word. Because when you turn to God, you will receive his promise, the crown of life, an eternity free of suffering. Psalm 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart in my portion forever. Now, my own weaknesses 
they've been debilitating in my life. My thorns, they've been intense and overpowering. But in fact, some of my early thorns, that's how I came to know Jesus. That is my testimony. After the death of my father, and a year later finding out my husband was having an affair, yeah, the only option was to turn to God. And in fact, that's what led me to this church. And here is where I found relief from that pain when I accepted Jesus into my heart. But the thorns didn't stop there. <laughs> because I had to raise my kids alone for most of their life as a single parent with sole custody. I had financial issues. I had job loss. My best friend died of cancer after just a few months. I had an old house that flooded and had electrical issues. And my oldest daughter walked a path of mental illness and addiction. No, they're just the big thorns. There have been other thorns, emotional thorns, challenging thorns, and I have begged God to make it stop. But every single time I thought I could not get through it, that I was ready to give up, God let me know that he was by my side. Every single time. I came through it, not, not by my own strength, not by my own perseverance, not because I was a strong person and could handle anything that came my way, but because of point number two, God's grace will always be sufficient for anything that we suffer. When we accept that God's grace is enough, then there is power. And here's the thing. Power doesn't always result in freedom from pain. Pain will always be here. This world brings endless suffering. Right? From those little problems we face every day to those big giant issues that affect all of us at one point or another. That, that power, it doesn't come from relief of suffering, from the elimination of problems, but from the grace of God. It comes from knowing that Jesus is right there with us through it all. It comes from remembering that famous footprints poem that I'm sure many of you can recall. One night, a man dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord, and across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. And when the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints and he noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. 
And he also noticed that that happened to be during the lowest and saddest times of his life. And this really bothered him. So he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I've noticed during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my son, my precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then I carried you. God carries us through our challenges and our pain. And his grace is sufficient. Now, like Jesus, Paul went through some incredible and extreme hardships. The book of Acts reads like it's an action novel as he starts making his way and trying to spread Christianity. He was stoned and he was beaten. He was chased out of town. He was shipwrecked and bitten by a snake. And he survived them all against all odds. And Paul could have seemed like one of those Marvel superheroes as he made his way through it all. He could have put on that cape and said, look at me, look at how strong I am. Look what I survived. I am a pillar of superhuman strength. But he chose to tell others that it wasn't him, it wasn't Paul himself who was strong and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, but it was God. And he chose to share this with others for a very specific reason. Here's what Paul said in chapter one of 2 Corinthians. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. On him, we have set our hope. And because Paul shared this, others were saved. And because Paul shared this, Churches were formed. And because Paul shared this, Christianity spread worldwide. Which is how we come to point number three. We point people to Jesus. When we show our strength comes only from him. Now, I've, I've always tried to use these challenges in my life to show others that God got me through them. I've led both grief share and divorce care many times, and I've started a new support group called Finding Hope for those that have friends and family members with mental illness and addiction. I want others 
to know that God is the only way you can get through those tough times and only into leaning him for strength, for his strength and his love and his grace. Is, it's the only way I've been able to make it through this, this life because we've been given a choice when we suffer. It can end us or it can be only the beginning. We can stay in that pit of darkness and we can climb our way out with God's help. When we are suffering, do we turn away from God or do we go running into those waiting arms? And then, after we made it on the other side of that challenge, who do we give the credit to? So I mentioned earlier that my, my best friend had died after suffering cancer for just a few months, but during those few months, we spent time talking about Jesus, something she had never been open to before. But after watching me go through all those challenges, watching me get strength from God to get me through all that, now that she was suffering, she wanted to know how to get through it all. And she was the first person I helped lead to Jesus. And so I know I'm gonna see her again one day. Sometimes our suffering and our pain, it's the way that others learn to lean into God. Our response to suffering, watching how we respond in challenging times, that can lead someone to God. Is it, is it our strength that we brag about or do we brag about how God got us through it all? Because of our weaknesses, we need God's strength. We just can't do it without him. And when we lean into God, the power of Jesus gets in us. And that, that, that's our big idea for today. Our weakness plus God's strength, that equals Christ's power in me. Are you, are you hiding your failures? Are you ashamed of your weaknesses? Are you in fear that someone might, not, might find out that you're not the pillar of strength you want everyone to know you are? Yeah, personal achievements, those, those, are, those are great. Working hard, that is something to be proud of. Never giving up, that's a great asset to have. But when do those accomplishments become an issue of pride? And when do we thank the one who got us through it all? It does grieve God to watch his creation suffer. He originally created a world where there would be no suffering. But now that sin 
has entered into this world. God wants us to rely on him in those bad times. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When we are weak, God's power is made strong because his power is perfect and his grace is sufficient for anything that we suffer, for any challenge we have, for anything this crazy world gives us. And there is hope in that weakness. And others, they will see that hope when we turn to God for strength and not our own. When struggles and challenges don't defeat us, because Jesus defeated it all on the cross. Amen? My grace is sufficient for you. Let's pray. Father God, there are thorns in every one of our lives. Everyone experiences issues and pain and trouble at some point. There are people right here who are having a debilitating challenge right now. But it is in your grace that we find comfort. It is in your power that we gain strength. Father, help us to remember that. Remind us that you know what's best for us. And no matter what the outcome of the challenges we go through, one thing remains certain. You've never left us. You are always there giving us love, grace, and support to face whatever this crazy world brings us. Lord, we thank you for that comfort in those times of suffering, in those times where we feel weak. May we never forget that you are there through those seasons that are so hard in life, that you are that wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace. May we be bold and share this with others so that they too will know who to turn to in pain. We love you, Father. We thank you. And we honor you and we pray all these things in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can stay connected throughout the week by following Montgomery Community Church on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about MCC, visit our website at mcc.church.